0: Oh, Craig 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 hello hello hey man hey man
1: Whoa. how's it going how's your week oh uh, I thought you were talking to the the robot bear no, was... it was good I was a little a little sick for like a day or two so my voice is kind of me but you know
0: not too bad what about yeah. you Uh, it was pretty good uh... yeah we ran out of work to do, oh. so we've just been vacuuming out rooms, and that was pretty boring. Yeah. But, uh, all is well. Yeah. Pretty good week so far. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say, now that with the
1: stuff they got me doing at work, I pretty much never run out of stuff to do. Which is, is good, but at the same time, <laughs> I means always busy. Busy as a bee. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not always a bad thing. You could be completely out of work. Yeah, could be standing around super bored for eight hours. Or worse, no job at all. Or that. In some ways that'd be nice, but once the money problem starts coming in, then yeah. Like, it's not not so, so nice anymore. Not so nice.
0: Not so nice anymore. Yeah. Well, folks, welcome to the Fireside Conversations podcast. Welcome. It's your boy, Bryson Gratz. Yeah. And your co-host, Will P. Yeah. We here, we hanging out. Yeah. A little later in the day, but it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. Got some got some cool stuff coming up this weekend, Will. Yeah. Got Super uh Super Bowl. Super yeah. Bowl. And then we have uh, me and Chessie are having our gender oh, yeah. reveal party. So I'm pretty yeah. excited about that. So I no longer have to say it. I can now yeah. say you whatever know whatever it is. I can now say whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you who listen to the podcast, if you're wondering Uh, how do you figure out the gender of Bryson's Uh, coming baby? You can just wait till the next episode. Yeah, true. Where I will not only give away the gender, but I will also give away the name. Oh. Oh. So Uh. you can stay tuned for that. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Super Bowl. Hmm. Super the goal? question is Is Taylor Swift going to win or not? Uh, I don't know, man. Taylor Swift versus uh, the 49ers, or I think, I don't know what team Travis Kelsey's on. Whatever wow. team he's on is actually Taylor Swift okay. and versus the other team. So whoever wins, mm. wins. Huzzah. Yeah. We've got a, uh, we've got a,
1: yeah. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say we've got another red Super Bowl. I think yeah. we had this pretty recently as 49ers and Chiefs. Yeah, it was last year's Super Bowl. Really? Oh, well, you know yep. what? I had to miss it last year because I was doing homework. So now
0: I get to see it. Yeah. <laughs> so I should, it should be able to see it. I should be it should able to. Be fun. Yeah. It should be fun. Yeah. should be a nice watch. Uh, it was literally last
1: year? Jeez. Yeah.
0: What, what happened last year? I think the Chiefs won. Last okay, because Patrick Mahomey was up there being all like, "Yo, yo, yo, yo." I think. Yeah. We could look that up. Last yeah. year's I mean, Super Bowl. Just
1: looking statistically, if they're the last Four. year and they won, I'm kind of thinking they might win again.
0: All right, so uh, last different. year Sunday, Sunday. Wait, no, this is the. Wait, this is this year's. The the votes are saying that the win probability is the forty ers Okay. What about twenty twenty three Super Bowl? Let's see twenty twenty three. Okay. Wikipedia. Come on. I don't care about. I don't care about those statistics. Uh. Super Bowl 2023. It was. Oh, it's the Chiefs and the Eagles. I thought it was the 49ers. Chiefs and the Eagles. Maybe that was.
1: was. Maybe it was like the year before. Maybe.
0: Let's try 2022. It was pretty recent. But Chiefs Uh, and Eagles. No, 2022 says chiefs and finals chiefs and eagles okay 2021 was three no that was rams and Bengals. no what was wait that said 22 was chiefs and eagles 2023 well it thinks that this is the 2023
1: oh well you know what it might be the
0: 2023 season well what is this year's
1: super bowl the number i have no idea yeah
0: I can't keep track of that. S- Super Bowl is uh it's Super Bowl L V I I I. So what is that? Fifty L V I fifty eight, I think. Alright, so Super Bowl I I I fifty seven. Super Bowl fifty-seven was uh kansas city chiefs and the philadelphia eagles okay okay what about super bowl 56? 56 i'm just gonna go down the list i could have uh, swore this happened recently i thought so too for some reason but i guess but, not you know, super bowl 56 was maybe it was in the before times the Super Bowl fifty-six was the oh, What was it? Was right, the Rams and the Bengals. Alright, we we're doing a double search here. Alright, fifty-five. Super Bowl fifty-five was uh, I Super just Bowl looked up the list of Super Bowl winners. Was <laughs> Chiefs and Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers are red too. That might be what I'm thinking of. Uh, and what about 54? What? Oh Super wait, Bowl 50 the 50, year that Tom Brady. 54.
1: Died? It's 2020. Ah, uh, there it goes. Chiefs and Niners. There it is. And wait. who won it? The Chiefs won it last time. Super Bowl 54. Yeah, the one in 2019. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the Chiefs you know what? won. It Patrick was in Mahoney. the before times. Okay, that's why it feels so it feels like it
0: wasn't that long ago, but it really was. Fifty was that the one with uh was that the one between the Patriots? No Broncos and the Panthers. Tom Brady played for the Panthers, didn't he? Uh I
1: don't know. He played for who? What? Tom Brady played for what team? I know he played the Buccaneers for a little bit. I don't know if there was like Patriots and then another and then the, uh, the
0: Buccaneers. I don't know. I don't know what teams. What teams did Tom Brady play for? Here we go. Tom Brady played for the Pat- the Patriots and the Buccaneers. Okay. Just those two. All right, what was Tom... Uh, not Tom Brady's. Peyton Manning's... Broncos. Last game, last year. I know um, he played for the Broncos. It was 2015, so that was Super Bowl...
1: Oh, that was... uh. 50, it looks like. Broncos thought, and Panthers.
0: I thought... Tom Brady was in that game, but I guess not. No. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was in 50. Yeah, because that was the... yeah. They just minutes. wrote
1: 50. They didn't do V. They didn't do L. L. <clears> throat> yeah, throat> that'd be 5. <laughs> but they did do 5 back in the day.
0: <laughs> Alright. So, there's your there's your Super Bowl trivia for the year. Um, uh, Tom Brady's last game was Super Bowl 50. Uh, the 49ers and the Patriots went up against each other. Uh, it looks oh. like five years ago. And the Chiefs won. But this year they're saying that there's a 52%... uh, a 53% chance that the 49ers are going to win. It's, uh... Versus... on the Chiefs side
1: I mean that's basically just a coin toss That's slight edge
0: but really doesn't matter (laughs) can Patrick Mahomey take it (laughs) homie I don't know we'll see yeah it should be a good game Um, yeah so I'm looking forward to watching it I've got some family coming over and Mm -hmm. so it should be fun Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our conversations. Yeah. So we are going to look, for starters, at the Sermon of the Mount. Okay. Okay. Sermon of the Mount, and specifically his teachings of, uh... here it is teachings of revenge is in the ni or nlt but in oh, niv right. niv which is a new international version it is eye for an eye mm. so so this is this is an interesting verse i'll go ahead and read uh All right. it says uh verse 38 starting at verse 38 chapter 5 you have heard that it was said eye for an eye and tooth for tooth so that's matthew chapter 5 verses 38 to 40 so the thing Mm -hmm. that i find interesting about this is obviously uh he's saying you know eye for an eye is not good Uh, revenge revenge is not something we should seek but the part that gets me is the if anyone slaps you on the right cheek turn to them the other cheek Hmm. also if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt hand over your coat as well Hmm. and if anyone forces you to go one mile go with them two miles so it's like i'm not really sure what he was i guess getting at here but it almost seems like if somebody does wrong to you, and they want something else from, like if they want something from you to give them more, which I'm not sure what the meaning behind this is. I don't know if you've done some some learning recently. I mean, maybe do some answers to this for me.
1: I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I have like like the answer. Like I, I haven't really done much study on this
0: one, but right. uh well, you gotta at least give your. It- Thought. But, yeah, yeah.
1: So, well, I guess um, a lot of, uh, well, I guess first I can give some background because I have been learning. I've been in a New Testament class, so we, we definitely talked about the Sermon on the Mount. And a lot of it is where Jesus, uh, he's kind of showing that, like, he is a more, like, authoritative teacher than Moses. And so a lot of time it'll say, like, you heard from in Exodus, from Moses, you know, do this, you know, eye for eye, two for tooth. And then other ones is like, you know, the very next section will be talking about like, you heard that like, love your neighbor and hate your enemy, but I tell you, love your enemy. And you know, blah, 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 this one, they, they all have the, like, you heard this, but I tell you do this. And he kind of raises the bar each time. Uh-huh. And so when you look at it that way, Uh, it's kind of like how, uh, I guess the way I look at it is it's like, you know, our target is not to be, like, just a nice person, but our target is to be like Christ, and so if we look at, like, the way that he lived in the world, you know, obviously he wasn't, like, taking revenge and all that type of stuff, but then also, like, you know, he... He didn't, like, try to, like, resist evil people when they did all these things to him. Like, you know, when, when you know, when he was, like, being arrested and and all that stuff, like, he knew that he was in God's hands, that, you know, at any moment he could have called on the Father and he would have sent him, it says, like, you know more than I want to say, like twelve legions of angels, which is like seventy-two thousand angels. <laughs> so he's saying like, don't worry, like God, God will take care of me. But I trust him with with where with his protection and where he's guiding me and all this. And so I think it's it's kind of pointing out that like you should, rather than just trying to like defend yourself in your own human ability, that you should focus on showing God's love and um depending on his protection because he'll he'll watch out for you he'll make sure that that you know his purposes are are fulfilled and so I don't know I I can I can ramble on more about it but I, I kind of want to hear your your thoughts
0: Well that seems pretty yeah I would say yeah, it's almost like do more than just the minimum, you know? Yeah. Don't don't stop at the easy road or don't take yeah. the easy easiest road and don't take the easy road either. Take the road that's going to be the hardest, you know? Kind of going back to the love your neighbor or <clears throat> to love your enemies and pray for those. Mm. It's like, you know, yeah, this guy's like, you know, it may be, you know, they want you to, you know, they want to sue you and take your shirt. Well, if that's the case, he might need more than that. So you might as well hand over your jacket in a loving kind of way type situation. So, yeah, I feel yeah. like it kind of plays into that next section there that he kind of, yeah, goes into that loving your enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously it, it... If there's anybody who's the eye for an eye and the tooth for a tooth fits in. It would probably be an enemy. I don't think yeah. anybody's going to come at you and be like. Hey, best friend, brother in Christ, my loving friend. Smack you upside the head. Oh, as a friend that I also love and takes that slapping a loving way, let me turn to you my other cheek. Uh, It's most likely going to be somebody who uh, doesn't like you or is quote-unquote an enemy. So I think, like you were saying, it's kind of like take it one step further, show them the kindness that they're not showing you. Type thing. yeah yeah yeah
1: it, it also reminds me of like I forget exactly where but another spot it talks about like you know what 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 credit is it if you're only nice to people that are nice back to you like don't doesn't everyone do that don't even sinners do that don't even like tax collectors or you know what you consider to be the worst of the worst they do that too or like what credit is it if you lend to people that you expect to get returned from like you know everybody does that, but if you want to be, you know, truly children of the Father, you should give to those that you don't expect to get back from, and you should be kind to those who you don't expect them to return that kindness, because God, he does that as well, like he gives the example of like, you know, God makes rain fall on not just the good people that want it for their crops and stuff, but the good and the evil, like God is generous and kind to everybody, regardless of whether they love him or not. And so it's kind of like, if we want to be followers of Christ, if we want to be like him, we can't just be generous to people that we like. And so I guess it's also talking about, like, like you're saying, you know, returning that kindness, like they're showing you hate, and you return it with kindness. It's the same way as, you know, being generous, even if somebody is mistreating you right
0: it seems as though there's a lot of these in the sermon on the mount that kind of bounce off each other yeah uh like the murder and the judgment uh if you go up to verse 21 you have heard that it was said to the people long ago you shall not murder and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment but i tell you anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment Again, anyone who says to brother or sister Raka is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of fire and hell. Therefore, if you're offering a gift at the altar, remember that your brother or sister has something against you. Leave your gift there in the front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. And then come and offer your gift. Settle Mm -hmm. matters quickly before your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you still while you are still together on the way or your adversary may hand over may hand you over to the judge and the judge mm-hmm. may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison truly I tell you you will not get out until you have paid the last penny mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of these are kind of bouncing off of each other there's some ones that kind of still kind of bounce around for me that aren't really uh, I would say wouldn't really bounce off of the other one, um. But I would say for the most part, the salt mm-hmm. and the light, uh, would bounce off of you know a lot of these, love your enemies, eye for an eye, oaths, mm-hmm. uh, and murder. All these different speeches that he gave really bounce off of each other really well. Yeah, uh, and probably intentionally. Yeah.
1: Well, they seem to have, like, kind of a, a general theme of, like, don't just. Well, like you were talking about with bare. You know, don't just do the bare essentials or bare minimum. But, it's, you know, it's kind of like, don't just go to, like, the letter of the law. But, like, you need to have the right intent behind what you're doing. And so, right. even how it's like, sure, the law says don't murder somebody. But, you yeah, know, that, that. Where that's born in, in your heart is through that anger. And so, you know, mm-hmm. even that anger itself is already tainting, like, your actions and your, your heart towards someone else. You know, and same with, like, the, the adultery and, uh, you know, the the taking revenge on someone eye for eye and all that stuff. Right. Where it's like, Jesus is addressing the, the heart. Because it reminds me, there are also a lot of parts where, like, especially when he's talking to the the Pharisees and, you know, all these religious leaders that think they're so great, but they really are just, they're just blocking people from getting to know God. Uh, and he said, you know, Jesus keeps telling them that, like, learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. And a lot of that is kind of like with these, where sacrifice would be like, The transaction just, I did what the the law requires, I did the letter of the law, but, Mm -hmm. but mercy is really like releasing someone from what they owe you. And so, you know, it's having the right heart towards somebody, not just treating it as just a cold, flat, you know, transaction, like, I did this for you, now you have to do this for me, type of situation.
0: Right. Yeah. Um... Another interesting uh, little takeaway I got from this chapter was in the situation, or in the uh, topic of divorce. Mm. Uh, as being a newly married man, obviously this topic entices. no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, geez. It says... Verse thirty one, it has been said, Anyone who divorces his wife must give her certificate of divorce. But I tell you, anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Uh this part here, I mean it seems pretty straightforward here. It's saying that basically divorce is completely off the table. Uh man and woman should not get divorced, is basically what it's saying. Unless there's some sort of immorality in be, in the relationship. Pretty mm. much, uh, the interesting part to me is the uh, the last little little set of words there, where mm. it says anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Mm. That part kind of had me thinking because I was like, well, hold on, back it up. What in a situation where there's a man who is, you know, say a young follower of Jesus, right? Okay. And then he comes across this woman who he doesn't know has been married and whatnot, right? Okay. And then comes to find out that she's been married and divorced, uh, due to, you know, immorality in the relationship, right? Okay, Uh, But maybe the immorality was on, you know, the husband's part. Right? Mm -hmm. In that case, how would that guy have committed adultery? Or what situation is Jesus speaking about here where a divorced woman getting married to someone... Or anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery? I guess is where I kind of get stuck. Yeah. You know, because it's interesting... Yeah, I mean, obviously it's put in there for a reason. Yeah. But I wonder if it's like a very specific set of situations that Jesus is talking about, or if this is like one of them literal situations where it's like, yeah, anybody who marries a divorced woman, you know?
1: What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I guess also with this section, like I was talking about, he's again kind of getting to the, the heart of it, to where... It sounds like a lot of the Israelites, especially back in that culture, back in ancient days, because we'll think about it in our modern context, but back then the woman was basically the man's property in that culture, especially in like the Roman world. And so for them to like, you know, for them it sounds like it was literally like you know what, I don't want this here, here's the here's the paper, I'm doing the least I have to do because the law says I have to do that, but really I would just run off without you anyway. And so, Jesus is kind of bringing it back to, like, the Garden of Eden, where it's talking about how, like, you know, a man leaves his, his mom and dad and is joined with his wife and they become one. And so, he's kind of reiterating, like, uh because there's another section where the Pharisees are, you know, again, trying to trap Jesus, talking about, like, you know, they bring up divorce. And so he says that, like, Moses, you know, allowed divorce because of your hard hearts. He made that concession through that. But if you look at the Father's will, it was that, you know, what he has put together would never be broken apart. And so, that's definitely, like... When you get in specifics like that, because you, you, I could see an argument both ways, like in that particular case you brought up, to where, mm-hmm. you know, it's because it's talking about anyone who divorces her is causing her to, to commit adultery except if there is sexual immorality, and then that brings up the question, well, if that was the case, like, is she is she clear now? Like, is she good, as if she was never married, and could just marry some other dude, or like, so I, I could see an argument for that for that being like acceptable in this case, I could also see someone, you know, taking a more hardline approach to it and just saying like, you know, well, what, what God has, has put together, don't let separate. So I, I don't know the, I can't really say the exact answer. Right. Really. Right, right. Especially with like how controversial that is today with how like, you know, that, that's how it's become like the norm rather than the exception how it's like yeah. most couples, over 50% these days, at least in the U.S., have mm-hmm. been divorced. And so that's definitely like a, a difficult one to to touch on. I know it's far more complicated than simply just, a, you know, just saying something.
0: Right. But, but on the topic of divorce, I feel yeah. like it's important to mention the importance of why it says sexual immorality versus... Uh, just saying that you know, uh, divorce is okay. Cause, I mean, di- when you get married, it's you know you're becoming one, mm-hmm. in in the presence of the Lord, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people don't really take that to the mm. to the respect that it that it is, right? Yeah. And you know how we get that statistic of 50% is a lot of people, they'll just get divorces because, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this is too hard. Or, oh, for some reason, I just realized I don't like you. You know, stuff like that. The dumbest reason sometimes yeah. people get divorced, but they somebody really Somebody finds
1: out, it. yeah, somebody finds out that they really can't live with anybody. Yeah. <laughs> just the pain.
0: So that's an important thing is when you get married – that's, I mean, again, in this world, the, the, the situation has pretty much changed. But generally speaking, once you get married, I mean, that's a bond that you're going to have with that person. Um, yeah. Whether you like think, it or not, it'll always be there. Right. And I think one of the points that one of the guys that my small group made is um, the anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery might be speaking towards the divorce that wasn't sexually immoral, like it wasn't a legitimate divorce. The reason why it'd be committing adultery be it's because that bond would still be there, and therefore it would be considered adultery. It would be an illegitimate divorce, as I put in air quotes. yeah. yeah. Um, So that would be one of the... Uh, potential reasons why Jesus said it that way. Um, which kind of just puts in perspective, I guess, again, what I was just saying about that bond, is that it, it it's an eternal bond, you know? Yeah. Spiritually, emotionally, physically, all that kind of stuff. So I guess that just goes to show, if you're going to marry somebody, don't just marry somebody straight up. Actually marry somebody that you... Love and cherish and I'm mm-hmm. going to stick through Through, I mean when you go and you listen to the The normal uh, Vows you know the Thicks and the thins through the You mm-hmm. know the sickness and health I mean that's That's real stuff you know Oh yeah You can't just be giving up because oh Financial situation has gotten hard Let's get a divorce mm-hmm. or You know They smell weird I want a divorce. I didn't realize that they didn't know how to do laundry. Let's get a divorce <laughs> type thing, you know? Yeah. The only valid excuse, what I get from this, the only valid excuse is if basically there's cheating going on. Yeah. And
1: he, even with that, that's that's more like it's it's acceptable. Like you you could do that, but it's not saying you have to leave them right like you yeah. could even still try to reconcile now you know i'm not i'm not advocating that like oh it'll be able to work out i'm not saying that but you know right right
0: it's pretty much at discretion really yeah
1: it's at your discretion at that point you
0: have the choice but yeah. no at that case it could be considered a, quote unquote a legitimate excuse for divorce yeah um all right Moving on from that topic, so... Yeah. listens to this, she doesn't get the wrong idea. Love you. Love you, wife. All right. Uh, the next topic that I was going to get into, changing gears a little bit, in mm-hmm. the grand old book of Luke. Luke. Luke chapter 9, Luke. verses 1 through 9, if you would right. like to give that a raid... Alright. Hold on a second. Or even uh mm-hmm. one through six, I guess.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, true.
0: Well, all you right. could probably well let's start with one through six.
1: All right, we'll we'll see how we feel. All yeah. right. All right. Give me a second. <laughs> yep, clear that door. Right. <clears throat> get that
0: phlegm out uh, of there.
1: Yeah, get all that get all that sick out of there. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. Right, yeah. Make room for Ugh. Jesus. Yep. Oh, no. they made me laugh now. It's going to cough again. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Jesus sends out the twelve. Oh, come on, voice. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, take nothing, th- take nothing for the journey. No staff... No bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave that their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. But let's stop there and then we can see if we want to read the next yeah, little section. Because yeah. it's related but kind of kind of not so much. So So the reason
0: why I wanted to bring this little bit of scripture in for our listeners is because it kind of stands out to me in a way. Because, I mean, you got to think about the time that this is in, what's going on in the world. You know, people have been waiting for this return of, uh, or not return, but the sending of, you know, the Messiah and everything. So fast forward... Jesus is born, uh, he's on earth, he just started his his reveal, his unveiling of who he is and what his mission is and so on and so forth. And now he is sending out his 12 disciples and giving him uh, basically a part of him uh, to go out with authority and to drive out demons and cure diseases and uh, spread the word of him. So... The part that I find interesting about this is just the 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 immeasurable amount of faith that these 12 dudes would have to have mm. not only to follow Jesus in this weird time, but also the amount of faith that when he said uh, that he was giving them the power and authority to drive out demons, because that was a pretty big deal back then, I mean, still oh, yeah. is today, but, you yeah. know, it was an even bigger deal back then to just go out to these random places and find these people and cure them of all these diseases and stuff and just, like, not think... I'm sure there was some doubts in there, but, yeah, you know, just the fact that, I mean, I feel like today, looking at, I mean, having the Bible here... It's a different situation, you know. We'd be like, yeah. oh, Jesus, yeah, we'll go do that. But, like, back then, uh, I feel like it takes a little bit a little bit of a pat on the back for these guys, because, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Well, I guess uh, the way I look at
1: it is, is Jesus kind of training them for what was to come next? Because Jesus mm-hmm. knew he wasn't going to be with them for that long. And so you know, only a short time, like some, some say a year, some say three years, but regardless, not, not long for them to go from just meeting this Jesus dude to starting a a movement that changes the entire world and spreads all over. And so Jesus is showing them that like, while he's still here, you know, Hey, you'll be able to do it. This is, this is what you've got. You know, you don't, you don't, you need me, you need my power, but you can do it even when you don't see me right there with you, doing it for you. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, really building their faith, trying to give them the, you know, the skills that they're going to need, very much in how, like, you know, Jesus knows the direction he wants each of us to go. And so he gives us opportunities to build up those strengths and abilities that we're going to need to fulfill what he's going to do. Like, he's not going to just tell us to do something that's absolutely, like, just, we it won't happen. Like, he's going to, he might ask us to do something that on our own we could never do, but, like, he's going to provide us with all that we need to make it happen. Right. Not like, not like us make it happen on our own, but, you know, he he's going to make it happen. He's going to pr- open the right doors. get us. us all. Sh- yeah.
0: Or us yeah. through yeah. him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I yeah. guess, yeah. Okay. I I just see it as like a, just to sum it all up, I see it as like Jesus kind of having a a training session for these guys, and for them to get right. a taste of like, you know. A taste of like actually like reaching out to people.
0: Little boot camp, little yeah. Pre pre game practice. Yeah. Before the real deal happens. Mhm. Yeah, no, I was reading through and I just stopped at this because I think it's, I mean, pretty relevant even today. Because, I mean, we all know after Jesus uh, died on the cross and ascended up into heaven, we also have this power and authority through him to Mm -hmm. go out and spread the word and to pray over people and all that stuff. Uh, Mm -hmm. I remember sometimes in, in church, uh when they would go and do those reflections on those uh trips with the with the Drakes mm-hmm. and they go overseas yep. and they pray over people and just instant healing and stuff like that. I mean that power is still around today. You know. Oh yeah. Um you just gotta have the faith and the the you can't just say it, you know, you've gotta truly, truly believe it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go going back to uh what we were reading last week, uh the the parables that were in that chapter, one of them was the parable of the mustard seed. Mm. And you know, it just takes somebody with the faith of that tiny itty bitty little mustard seed, uh mm-hmm. and they could move mountains, you know. Um I feel like that probably wasn't in the literal tense. Uh, I like to think when I was a kid, I used to think that it was literal, but I mean, I'm sure to some extent it probably is literal, but I think for the most part, it means, I think it was pretty figuratively speaking, because all it takes is is that little bit of faith to jump out and to follow God and You might not see literal mountains move but you're gonna see things happen and you're gonna have your whole life change from that point that it's like as if it was as much effort as moving a mountain i mean Mm. there's been turnarounds and stuff like that in people's lives so you know um yeah i just like to point point out that that this little section here where they're sending the 12 out and the fact that he told him to take nothing with them—no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. Basically, Jesus saying, you know, you don't need, you don't need these things to do what I do. You don't need these things to, you know, be more like me. Just go out. You know, I'll take care of you. Like you're saying, God's gonna open up all the doors. He's gonna He's gonna pave the way for you. You just got to put that faith in Him and not think that you're gonna need or not. You just got to not worry about the things that you aren't taking with you. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah, and there's also I'm trying to find it. I know there's um, uh, I remember. I remember there's also the side to it to where, you know, this time around he told them, you know, don't bring anything, you know, just trust me on this one. But then there was a later time where, you know, he sent them out and he said, now this time do, do pack your bags, do bring the stuff that you're going to need. And so there's also like the, the aspect of like, you always have to be listening for the spirit and what God's trying to tell you and like direct you through because, Sometimes he'll, in the exact same situation in, in your perspective, he'll tell you to do one thing one time and then another thing another time. So you always have to be, be listening for that and not just get kind of arrogant and like, oh, I know, I know what's going on. I know what this is. Yeah, I'll, I'll just do this. Right. And then it fails because God has that infinite perspective. He can see all that's going on. And so he may, he may be like, you know, don't approach... Don't approach that person that way, do it this other way. I know you've done this a hundred times, but trust me, this is not gonna work. And so you may have to do something out of your comfort zone because you just had this 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 leading from God that like it's not, you know it's not it's not what you thought it was gonna be. And so I guess in the same way, you know, if he tells you to bring nothing, then bring nothing. But if he tells you to bring something, you know, be prepared for it as well. But yeah, I mean, you don't want to, like, just bring a whole bunch of stuff that, like, you're not going to need. You know, like, you look at David and Goliath. You know, Saul's trying to put all this armor on him, and he's like, you know what? This is just going to slow me down. This is just, you know, don't bring all this extra, like, baggage that is not going to help you. Just bring what God told you to bring. What he equipped mm-hmm. you with.
0: Keep your ears open for what yep. God has seen has for you um Mm -hmm. and what that entails like will said uh don't get arrogant don't be like oh god's got me here i go and really god's like well you probably should have packed a bag and brought some food for this one because uh it's gonna be a little bit of a long one not to say that you're completely screwed i'm sure god would take care of you in some kind of way but you know it would definitely make things a little bit easier if we stopped once in a while and just listened to exactly what he was telling us instead of trying to guess or uh, assume where God was pointing us. Yeah. I'm trying to find that
1: verse that I was talking about, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, another interesting thing is... Uh, this is something I just just came across. The... Mm-hmm. um when you're reading through Luke yeah and uh you know they a lot of times the uh the uh the words escaping me the uh apostles 12 apostles uh, disciples mm-hmm. there we go 12 disciples um a lot of times you'll see in the gospel of the disciples you know, sometimes they cross over. Like, Mm -hmm. for instance, in Matthew, uh, you have the... uh, have a set of parables, and you might find that same set of parables Mm -hmm. in Luke. And it's interesting to see how they wrote it differently. And that just goes to show you how, like, the different kind of perspectives that they had, the different... Uh, mm-hmm. Abilities of comprehension and stuff like that, because yeah. I mean, it could easily be written exactly the same, yeah, uh, both ways, or you know, yeah. in two different books. But it's interesting to see, I guess, the human, the human, uh, maybe not error, but you know, well, the human element like, of it, the human element of it, yeah, because yeah. I mean, you see,
1: because there are there are some that'll claim that God tells like every single word that is in the Bible, kind of just directing every one of them. But there are also many that will argue he gave them the message, but he allowed them to write it, you know, as, you know, as a writer. Mm -hmm. So there is that human element to it as well.
0: Yeah, I just, I was reading here through Luke. I'm trying to find it again because I lost it. Ah, here it is. Uh, Luke chapter 13 has Mm -hmm. the parables of the mustard seed and the yeast. And yep. it's like much shorter than in Matthew. In Matthew, mm-hmm. these are two different uh, paragraphs. Yeah, which is interesting. So you have here, it's like super quick. It's like just two sentences per parable. Mm-hmm. Whereas in even
1: go to Matthew, and then even Mark may have some of that, because Mark really doesn't have many of the teaching of Jesus, but he has a little bit of the Sermon on the Mount. Let me see. Well, you're looking for that. And yeah, and that, that's something that we've learned about in our class. I mean, I could go on about that for a while, but I do want to be careful about, like, uh, using too many big words to
0: complicate things. <laughs> yeah. Here's the uh, parable of the mustard seed and the yeast from Matthew. Uh, and it's, you know, twice as long as what is written in Luke, which is interesting. Um. actually if we go through and just read the differences here mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 13 verses 31 it says he told them another parable the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field though it's the smallest of all seeds yet it grows into the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch on his branches then you go to Luke, uh, I think it was chapter 13, yep, chapter 13, verses 18, it says, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall I compare it to? It's like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds perched in its branches. So very similar, just a little difference there, which is very interesting, and it's cool to see the human, like you said, the human element of it all. Yeah. Uh, And then he
1: also. Yeah. And then also, just in terms of those two, like when you look at Matthew and Luke, if you notice when you read, like, the list of apostles, when it says, like, Jesus picked these 12 people, Luke, if you look at both Luke and Mark, neither one of them are actually, um, uh, were the actual, like, apostles that were with Jesus. They weren't one of the 12. And so, like, but they both. Wrote theirs based off of like testimony they got from other people. The reason that we even include theirs in the Bible is because both the two of them were like really close, like associates with some of the apostles. So like, Mark was really close with um, uh, I gotta I gotta make sure I'm remembering this right. Luke, Mark was really close with with Peter, and Luke was really close with Paul. Like you even hear. Uh, Luke mentioned a few times by Paul in some of his letters, but um, but yeah. So like, if you look at um, for example, if you look at like Luke, the very first chapter of Luke, you can even he just straight up says this like this isn't even speculation. It's like I can just find, you know, Luke one one. He's saying that uh, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us just as they were handed down to us by those from whom the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. With this in mind, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I too decided to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, which is who he's writing to, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. And so, yeah, even from that, I mean, the Bible just straight up tells you like, yeah, yeah, with Luke, like he wasn't there, but he's he's making a, an account from uh the different people that he's uh uh the different accounts that have been put out there and the different people he's talked to and investigated about it. And so Yeah, you, you get in Matthew you get uh you know, one of the eyewitnesses writing his account. Right. And then you get another account from uh, you know, second hand source. And so, you know. The fact that even with those, that they still match, you know, basically the same, is still, you know, really big. A lot of the time, the differences that you see, like, sometimes they'll, you know, they'll write stuff in, like, different orders. You know, this event might take place really early in this gospel, and this one might take place kind of in the middle or further back in this gospel. A lot of it is because the different, the different ones that wrote those, they had different, like, things they were trying to emphasize about Jesus, or, like, different audiences. So, like, Matthew spends a lot of time trying to show that, like, to connect Jesus and Christianity to the Old Testament, trying to show how, like, you know, for the Jews, like, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law, and that he's the Messiah and all this stuff. And so he's writing to Jews about that. But, if you look at, like, Luke or Mark, they both seem to be written to to people who don't know about, like, Jewish customs and stuff. Like, they're written more for Gentiles, and so... You know, they know... Don't don't focus on all the prophecy stuff, because that won't mean anything to my audience anyway. So they write more about, like, how Jesus is the Redeemer of the whole world, and how, you know, he has care for, like, the nobodies in society, which we, as we see in the the Sermon on the Mount, like we were just reading about. And so... Yeah, there's, you know, it's, it's really, like, interesting to to look into it more and to see, like, how the different, you know, the different uh, people that wrote the different parts of the Bible, how they all, you know, different perspectives it all, on it, how they all, them. yep, how they all intertwine and how God speaks his message through all of that and still speaks, like, one message through all of these different writers is, you know amazing
0: yeah it just goes to show that it can't really all be accidental no nah. the fact that the bible bounces around and intertwines with itself not just in the respective testaments but across said testaments mm-hmm. so like like yep. with jonah uh where is he at jonah hello jonah that's the old testament right Mm-hmm. Jonah. yeah jonah in the old testament and mm-hmm. you bring that they bring that up and it has similarities to the life of jesus and mm-hmm. you know they even bring it up in some of the gospels yeah jesus jonah. it's
1: recorded that jesus even says that like people are asking for signs and he says i'm not going to give you a sign except the sign of jonah that you know take you know in three days I forget exactly, but it's basically in three days, like Jonah was in the belly of the whale for three days, I'll be in the belly of the earth for three days and come back.
0: Something yeah. along those lines. It's just really cool, and uh, the Bible Project makes a whole like video about how uh, the Bible intertwines, and they explain it really mm-hmm. well, and a lot better than I can. Uh, they They've got some pretty cool videos, so those who are listening, if you don't know who the Bible Project is, look them up on YouTube. They're pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They give they give a lot of breakdowns for a lot of things. Yep. Um, I personally, when I first was listening to them, I went through the different wisdoms, wisdom mm-hmm. books, uh, which is Job, Ecclesiastes, and Proverbs. Yep. Uh, I went through those because uh, I want to be smart. And not just street smart or book smart, but Bible smart. Yeah. And those
1: ones so, definitely need some some explanation,
0: yeah job was a hard one with uh with you know trying to understand the whole back and forth between Jesus or not jesus between god and and job and you know the conversations with his friends and his mm-hmm. wife and the devil, how he played his part and all that uh it's really interesting it's really i mean it's really cool. The way yeah. that it's broken down, and I do recommend going through and watching and reading through those books. Oh, yeah. Because um, a lot of it is pretty common sense, but a lot of it is not. And it's like, oh, maybe I should listen to this. So yeah, so there's my yeah. recommendations.
1: Yeah, I guess like a, you know, broad, you know, mile yard view of it is uh, Proverbs is how things should be general rules uh, ecclesiastes is admitting that things don't always go how they're supposed to go things don't always seem to be right and then job is saying that like how do you how do you reconcile with god about when things don't seem to be right don't seem to be just and so it kind of goes from what we think should be right into how do we reconcile with the fact that things aren't you know this world isn't Like we think it should be It's not as simple
0: as we think it is Yeah For all those people who ask questions You know, if God's so good, why does he let Bad things happen? That's where the book of Job Comes in
1: Mm -hmm. And even with that, he doesn't really give us An answer, it's more so Leaves us with a question that We can't really answer
0: Right, and I mean You could really trace that back To the book of Genesis as well Yeah, you could I mean, if you want to know why bad things happen in this world, well, the fall of man. The world yeah. became full of sin. We, and we decided to let it happen. We got mm-hmm. no one to blame but ourselves. Free will, baby. Yep. Free him Free willy. on this podcast. <laughs> Free willy. Free willy. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up before we get derailed. Right. Yeah. Um, well, you want to well, go ahead and wrap this up in a nice little birthday cake present? All right. Prayer. Present prayer, prayer, present. Okay, I thought
1: you said prison for a second. No, 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 no. Present. But hey, those are still good, too. Prison prayers are good. Alright. So, let's see. Dear God, thank you for this wonderful day you've given us. Thank you for uh, the opportunity to get together and to talk about you and your word. Thank you, Lord, for uh, for all the fun stuff that we got in the world, like like games and and football and all that stuff. I ask that you would keep everybody safe and, you know, help us all to make wise choices with, with all that's going on. Lord, I ask that, um, Lord, I ask that, uh, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about that with, with such a huge event going on, I ask that you would be in some way glorified through all of that. Lord, I ask that your name would be put out there that people would use the opportunity to, to connect with others who might not know about you, Lord. and, Lord let you know let there be eternal significance uh, that happens through all this, Lord. I thank you for, uh, for all of our listeners. Help them to keep their eyes open for, for what you want to do in their lives and in the lives all around them, Lord, and help them to be ready at any moment to do whatever you ask them to do, Lord. Help them to make the most of every opportunity and in Jesus name, I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, will. Mm-hmm. And thank you guys for listening. I thank hope you. you guys enjoyed. This has been mm-hmm. the Fireside Conversations podcast. Yeah. Uh, and we will catch you guys later. Yeah. See goodbye, you. everybody. Bye. 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 Craig, you're supposed to leave now. What are you doing? Craig, Craig come on, no, man. you can't stay. You have to go. go. It's Craig, goodbye. Craig. Goodbye, Don't be that guy.